Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the show. Vassos is here. Knock-a-doodle-doop. Rachel's here. <laughs> Greetings. On the way today, Mel Sykes has written this brilliant book. It is an awesome book about her midlife diagnosis for ADHD and autism, and it's a book about her life. And then she then, you know, now that she knows what's been going on with her since birth, you know, she has a sort of brand new take on it. Uh, she's sort of started again, if, if you like, uh, a couple of years ago. She says she's retired uh, from TV and this kind of stuff. But, you know, radio isn't telly, Mel. Mm. You know, it's not as it's not as bonkers as TV. The least t- bonkers TV you can get is this morning. Shows like this morning that are, you know, everyday, things and you go there I was very lucky uh, to be invited back on this morning yesterday and you know I just love going there A it's at the old BBC TV centre basically this is what happened right the BBC sold one of the most iconic broadcasting um, uh, uh, locations on the planet. They sold it off because they said, this doesn't really work anymore. You know, it's it's a lost leader. We can be more efficient uh, and we can be more inclusive elsewhere. And so they sold it off for what they thought was real estate. And then ITV moved in and just carried on doing what the BBC were doing, uh, but much better, more efficiently, uh, a, a lot, a lot uh, more of a leaner version. And uh, now they lead the live TV um, uh, UK agenda from that same place every single day. So they start with, G- is it GMB now? GMTV, TVM, GMB, Good Morning Something. And then you have Lorraine, and then you have This Morning, and then you have Loose Women. And they're all next to each other. There's a culture that is riven through the walls of that place. And you get in there and you think, this is a happy gang. You know, from makeup, from catering, uh, from the people who tell you where to park your car. You can tell it's a family thing. They're all, they've all got each other's backs. So there's that kind of telly. And Mel Sykes used to do that kind of telly because she did Des and Mel, didn't she, for yeah. years and years and years, which was an amazing programme. You know, she, her and Des O'Connor were this perfect sort of unlikely combo. Who, and they ruled the roost. I think maybe their show, we can ask her about this when she comes in, I um, think maybe that show was born out of shows in the US like Regis and Kathy, you know, uh, the older guy with the younger woman and, you know, representing two different sort of uh, pillars uh, of culture and demographics and coming together, meeting stupendously in the middle. And Des and Mel rocked that for, for a long time. Um, she, in her book, talks about other shows that are sort of turned her off TV now, you know, and the bonkers meetings. that have. TV, it just is a, it's a crazy world, but radio isn't like that. And Mel, no radio isn't like that because she's worked with Alan Carr for ages back at the other place and when she comes in here um, we're going to try and get her to stay for longer and do shows great uh, she's probably on the way and listening to this it's different radio is different isn't it she might not want to she might not want to I'm just saying I'm just putting it out there it also it's not reminded- my decision it's not yeah. my gift but nobody here is going to say no to Mel Sykes on the radio no. are they She's great. She lights up any airwaves, doesn't she? She lights up any room, mm. you know, any crowd, any place that she goes. Unlike Spurs on the football pitch over the weekend, who were beaten 6-1 by... Uh, by Newcastle by and Newcastle. Newcastle. They were... I, th- I think it was especially galling yes. for the Tottenham fans who'd made quite a long trip up to Newcastle because they were 5 nil down in 20 minutes. The, the, the thing about Spurs is they're in the papers today because they're now happy to give away the £90,000 to reimburse the fans who travelled all the way to Newcastle to see them get thrashed. Yeah, this they, is from the players. They want to pay back the fans. <laughs> I think it's great. Mm. I'm not sure it's a healthy precedent going forward, but they feel so bad um, generally, I would imagine um, that they just want to do this anyway, so they're doing it. It's happened <laughs> three or four times before, and it's always after a really kind of like you know one of those losses that really that. rankles. Yeah, like not not with Spurs particularly, but you know this isn't the first time players have said, "Look, we're so sorry that we will reimburse you your trip to Newcastle." Right, Apparently, the, the fans were just laughing in the stands because in the Newcastle away end, you're you're sort of you're high and in one corner, so you're quite far removed from the game anyway. And they were just watching this happen. You're not high at their you're end. Not high. You, you are. No, you're you, no you, you're, you're way high. Oh yeah, you're way high. 
That's perfect. Uh, right back to today's stories. Robbie Williams on the front page of The Sun today, and he's talking about the fact he's no longer taking testosterone. He stopped taking it. He was taking testosterone because it helps with his depression. He's now no longer taking that. Uh, but obviously, with less testosterone, one could uh, imagine that the person experiencing less testosterone than before would also experience a drop in libido. I've just started taking it. I didn't know Robbie had stopped. It wasn't like a tag team thing. You know, he didn't have some leftover that he gave to me. <laughs> By the way, if he has, I'll have it. I've just started taking it. I take it two or three times a day after a meal. Uh, for different reasons um but he's talking about that then we got into the bean jar <laughs> which i want to talk about again because i wanted to be on the podcast the theory about the bean jar is it's sort of a kill in the jar kind of situation a big kill in the jar situation and you get some dried beans or, or peas and then every time if you if you could meet someone and have a crystal ball knowing that you're going to be with them forever this is your you know your life partner then every time you're intimate before you 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 sort of um tie the knot officially you put a bean in the jar and then after you tie the knot every time you're intimate you take a bean out of the jar and the theory is that you'll have plenty of beans left by the, the end of both of your lives you won't use the beans that's that's the theory and um felix who works on the show said oh you could do the same with arguments because he's so nice isn't he? So every time you have a row, uh, you put a bean in the jar before you're married. And then every time after you're married, you have a row, you take a bean out of the jar. But you can you have to stop rowing forever once the last bean comes out of the jar, which is and there's not going to be that many because you don't row that much before, do you? See, I don't buy either of these jar situations, <laughs> jar scenarios. You don't? No. No, well, first of all, with arguments, I think yes. an argument is healthy. I don't want to be limited in the number of arguments Well, no, we I said have. row. I said row. Okay. Argument, so discussion. I suppose you're right there, actually, because as you get older, and also we've had people on, on this show, haven't we, who've written books, brilliant books, about how to have um, a discussion with your partner. We talked about it last week. How yeah. to row. <laughs> That's only clever if you know that our first ever podcast was called How to Well. So I don't have to point that out because he's so pleased with himself. People are thinking he really has lost it this morning. It's actually quite clever if you... I'm going to move on. Daily Mail. Front page. Charles from the Chocolate Factory. I love that headline. It's not Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. It's Charles, Charles from the Chocolate Factory. This is a £50 bust of Prince Charles. Rather very sort of um, skillfully um, sculpted bust. Looks very lifelike of Prince Charles. And it's been fashioned, pared down out of £50 of melted celebration chocolates. I suppose this must be a thing for... Is it Cadbury's? Do Cadbury's do celebrations? I never know. It's Mars. Is it Mars? Yeah. All right, so so Mars are the the holding company, are they? I think so. Do, who owns Mars? Is it Nestle? Um, yeah, so Mars clearly so. own Galaxy, then Twix, Bounty, Milky Way, and, and Maltese, because all those are in the celebrations. They're all in the mix. But Mars is like the sort of um, not the Death Star. Well, like the king. What would the what's the what's the what's the what's the friendly one from Star Wars? There's the Death Star. Obviously, that's not very. Oh, the Millennium Falcon. It's the Millennium Falcon of the of the confectionery world. I think it's Nestle own Mars, don't they? Yeah, they do. Did you just say that? I was agreeing with you. Were you? Yes. Oh, yeah. don't, don't agree with me. It doesn't make for great, great radio. It's rubbish. And then we talked about pigs being fed on Mars extract, which they are. They're also fed on Marmite extract, and they're fed on the dregs from the, uh, a brewery in Southwold called Adnams. That's one of the greatest ales you could ever have. So these pigs, Southwold pigs, it says on the side of the vans and on the side of the farm, and on all the the heads of all their paper, you know, paperwork. What's it called? Stationery. Yep. Um, Southwell pigs are happy pigs. We're not surprised. Heather in Suffolk, live from Southwell, says, yes. "We used to keep pigs not far from Southwell, and they would sometimes have Adam slops when they did. They snored all afternoon. Now exactly <laughs> how they feel." Mars Pig Farms. Lindsay from Nottingham, who is a Mars employee. Come on. Woo! The best listeners in the world. You are correct to read Mars and Pig Farms. Well remembered. Have a great day. See, I remembered something. Well done. I remembered something. Daniel Radcliffe has confirmed the birth of his first child. Actor Daniel Radcliffe and his long-term partner, Erin Drake, sorry, Erin Dark, have become parents for the first time. Congratulations to those. MI5 has given the okay to spy tattoos. So um, I don't know if they've checked beforehand that any of their spies have got tattoos already. Um, did 007, did Daniel Craig have a tattoo in the last Oh, I don't Bond? know. Yeah, I think you'd, didn't he have a, no, he didn't have a spectre tattoo, did he? Because that would 
because that that was for the baddies, wasn't it? Yeah, the baddies had tattoos. The baddies had tattoos. Uh, Roger Moore definitely didn't, and Sean Connery. Yeah. Don't think Piers Morgan, uh, Piers Morgan, <laughs> Piers, Piers <Brosnan>. Morgan. <laughs> Next Bond. <laughs> anybody want ima- anybody want to imagine a tattoo on Piers Morgan's body right now? Yeah, second only in putting off your breakfast to imagining one on mine. Yeah. My flabby. You should get one. Silky thin. <laughs> Purple and pink. Saggy butt. What would you have tattooed? <laughs> nothing. Nothing at all. I wouldn't put any tattooist in the world through that. <laughs> and then you, you expect somebody to look at it. <laughs> I don't think so. I think we're going to have a massive love-in with This Morning and ITV today. Because I was back at TV Centre yesterday where we all used to work. I did the last ever show broadcast live from TV Centre, which was the one show on the, at 7 o'clock on the weekend that it closed, when Michael Grade was our special guest. Um, you know, And I've been back there a few times since. You love uh, many aspects of what I'm talking about, don't you, as well, Rachel? We could begin the love in here. I mean, we'll put it on hold. Just give us a little highlight of your thoughts. Well, I just love the television centre. So I, my, my telly career started off at television centre, working on CBBC for Newsround. And when I was working on CBBC for Newsround, Holly was working on CBBC as a kids' television presenter. And I love, so I used to see her in the makeup room, see her on the hallways. In fact, once my brother came to visit me and he got to meet her and he was very, very pleased and excited. And uh, I love that Holly is back there now walking those same corridors and just loving that building there was such a special sense of magic in that building yeah well it's still there and it's back 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 madness.co.uk for tickets to go and see madness I've got if if these two gigs could have a fight right which one would win Mm. so madness about to start touring with lightning seeds together yeah and then you have rod stewart about to start touring with culture club together that's a I mean that is that's paper. Think, view, I that think one, I think it? I'd have to go madness and lightning seeds. I would have to go Roger and Coach yeah, Club. I would as well. Yeah. So we'll see, I'll see you there, Vass. Okay. I'll I'll send you some Instagram stories. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they're playing on the same dates. RodStewart.com to go and see Rod and Culture Club. And you're saying madness.co.uk for madness and, and lightning, lightning seeds. seeds. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It's good though, isn't it? Yeah. Diversity, you see, it's all about diversity. It's all about it's like all liking loads of different stuff, getting together and then exchanging stories about all the different yeah. stuff that we have liked. Isn't that a great um a great little tale about Ikaria in Greece. Yeah. So Ikaria, one of the longest lived places in the world. I think it might be a blue zone, Ikaria. I think so. And, and then this guy called Zach Bush was talking to these Ikareans about, you know, why they live longer. And Zach is a, he's an expert on the microbiome and things in the future. And this kind of, he's the guy who told us yesterday that mushrooms eat oak trees for fun. Oh, yeah. And this is the thing about an oak tree. So when an oak tree dies, it's mostly still an acorn. So it has, you know, a couple of facets to its character, to its makeup. But a year later, one year, one only one year after an oak tree dies, if you were to analyse its remains, which are still being chomped on by the mushrooms, you would find a thousand different species in that oak tree then. And that's what happens to us. And that's about diversification. Brilliant. Great. Mm-hmm. Diversify your company, diversify your culture, diversify uh, what's on your plate, diversify your interests, because that is our nature, because we are nature. That's enough of that one for now. I like it. I could tell you about the quantum uh, physics phenomena that is the observable law. Do you know about this one? No. If any electron in the world is seen, yeah. right, it has to then, it has to, it's like hide and seek. If any electron in the world is seen, it's called the observable phenomenon in quantum physics. It then has to spin the other way. And basically what that means is that if pe- when people get really frustrated, they get depressed. People get really frustrated. People get really depressed, properly, seriously depressed, clinically depressed, if they're not seen or not heard. And it's the same thing because we're nature. Oh, yeah. And sometimes, you know, you can you can see yourself and that's enough. That's This is all what Mel's book's about. Mel Sykes on the show later. You know, she wasn't being seen or heard for who she was because she couldn't see that herself. And the moment she did see it herself, she started to regenerate. Because what happens is if you are seen and you are heard by anyone or anything in your life at any point, hopefully lots of people who love you, then you automatically wake up and you regenerate every day and you become a transmitter as well as a receiver a transmitter of everything that's good in life wow is that cool mm. yeah <laughs> this is all good stuff isn't it how did we get there a career a career dying woman's dog sniffed out the perfect kidney donor a terminally ill woman's dog helped to find her a kidney donor who 
was a one in 22 million match during a visit to a beach. Um, and this story goes on. I could read it. It's just a fantastic story. Um, and again, it's, a, it's, it's telling us about the wonder. You could say the miracles of nature, but they're not miracles because they really happen. And there's reasons why they happen, you know, and um, and, and the more you, you see yourself, you hear yourself, you see other people, you hear the world, uh, you get out there, you, you connect. We're supposed to connect with things and everything. Do you know that viruses aren't living things? But viruses are the sort of um, the the algorithm, the code that is sent out into the world. Um, it's like an information. Uh, they're like information drones to nature for like a, a, new, a new playbook to tell her what to do next. And that's what happens after every mass extinction. All these viruses are sent out from all the all the things that have become extinct because they start to decompose and the viruses go out onto the planet and that's that's the coded information that nature then takes hold of and says, okay, all right, this is what I need to do next. And that's why she comes back stronger and stronger and more sophisticated than ever before. And what's interesting about AI is, um, we, they, they say we don't need to worry about AI until AI can recreate a more intelligent version of itself. Well, guess what we're doing? We're recreating more intelligent version of ourselves. Well, no, we're trying to, which yeah. is our, which is AI. So, what if we, uh, another window in the life of our planet's AI? What if we were that AI, hmm. and they are say, they are now watching us saying, "Well, we don't need to worry about these humans until they can invent a be create a better version of themselves," because that's what we're saying about AI. So we could be. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's exciting. It doesn't frighten me at all. Good. Does it frighten you? No. <laughs> Good. Um, wicked Wednesday to you, Cinch, Vass, and Rach and the crew. Thanks to your bunkers, a lot I've entered the ballot for the London Marathon. You can too. TCSLondonMarathon.com. I almost got Holly Willoughby to do it on this morning yesterday. Didn't almost. Quite. Almost. I think we can get her in anyhow, to be honest. Clarence Sirencester says it'll be my first ever running event to celebrate my 50th. I haven't even done a part run. I did a leg workout yesterday and had to sidle sideways down the stairs this morning. Leg workouts, the TheraBands, they're the best ones, aren't oh, they? Oh, yeah. The resistance bands. Yeah. Because yeah. they come in all sizes, all shapes. You can now buy a box, can't you? You can buy a box uh, with a variation, you know, a, a panoply of... Um, uh, a smorgasbord yeah. uh, whatever you want a colourful cast and they are all different colours yeah. of Darabans. Um the one that's particularly good I think is the, is the sort of one of the shorter ones and thicker ones which is for the, the side to side leg work you put it around your knees yeah. and then you push side to side like this and you can't move the top of your body so much because yeah. that's cheating yeah. and then you go about this way Obviously, you can't see any of this on the radio, but hopefully you can picture what may be going on in the studio. That is fantastic. It's surprisingly right. tough, isn't it? Yeah, it's, no, it's really tough. Mm. It's annoyingly tough, and it can get you quite angry. Yeah. It's like, this, yeah. This is and also, you look and ridiculous. Also, you look ridiculous. and not, You're like, you're in the gym, you're right, and you're bench pressing, or you're on the treadmill, you know, or you're on the punch bag, or, or whatever you're doing. You know, you're, you're doing some burpees. It looks quite impressive. Mm. Looks like you're putting a shift in. Absolutely. Right. You look stupid and you look entirely unimpressive, but it's so difficult. Yeah. Oh, I mean, enough. you're especially, you know, a special, you mm. know, badge to you if you decide to do that. If you haven't got a personal trainer with you, because the only time I've ever done it was with a physio or a personal trainer saying, you've got to do that. And I went, oh, come on, just get on with the proper, the so proper exercises. Right. This is a proper exercise. No, you're so if right. Anyone who goes to the gym and just does that anyway. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. You're so right. There are certain things you will only do if somebody else is watching. Mm. In the yeah. gym, obviously. <laughs> there are many things you'll only do when nobody's watching. Anyway. Uh, hi, Chris. I work for Mars and I'm going to see the Slough office tomorrow for a sales meeting. I hope to see the chocolate bust of King Charles then. I'll send you a photo, says Nikki. P.S. The Mars family own Mars Wrigley. Good. Excellent. This is on the front page of a lot of the papers today, on the front page of the Mail. Particularly, they've got the best headline. Charles from the Chocolate Factory, not Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, and Coronation Suite. King Charles made up of £50 of celebrations. It's a great PR idea, isn't mm. it? Um, but we don't think, <clears throat> excuse me, we don't think they were melted down celebrations because you can't see any of the, the coconut or the no. chocolate chip Still or the biscuits. Or the bits of Malteser in there. Um, but it's in all the papers today. What else is going down? FYI, Mars is not owned by Nestle. Mars Incorporated own and produce Mars bars as well as Wrigley's. I know this because I design a lot of their packaging, says Karen. Oh, Lots of Mars bar-related employees and people mm. listening to the show. Imagine designing like chocolate bar packaging. 
Mars a day helps you work, work rest, rest and, and text the radio show. Oh. Text the radio show. Imagine Karen just decides to like, that's it. Mars is no longer going to be that sort of iconic... Bubble black, writing. You know, bubble writing on the back packaging. I'm going to change it. It's going to be orange Neon! And yeah. <laughs> when I work for the Horlix factory in Slough, Chris from Cardiff, they also made the centres for Maltesers. Any waste was also fed to pigs. That's what the smell is. It's Horlix, isn't it? Mm. It's Horlix. Yeah. By the way, kids, if you do, um, you know, if you are considering what to do with your life, you might want to sort of create a, a real life Charlie, Charlie and the chocolate factory situation because the last time I looked I think the Wrigley family own that amazing island off Los Angeles called Catalina I think they own the whole thing okay. it's got towns on it and marinas I think they own it wow yeah amongst other things they purchased the island in 1919 how many Mars bars did they sell by then what was the first thing because the Wrigley family owned Mars they must have acquired Mars because surely chocolate came before chewing gum. And they both start, oh, they start with ch. Chocolate, chewing gum, cheese. Chupa chups. Um, Chorito. Chorios. I never know what chorios. How do you say it? Cheerios. No, the thing. Oh, churros. With, churros. I, know, I can never get my head around that. Churros. You can get your mouth around them. Churros. Um, yeah, but I don't like to. Oh, they're really good. That's why I don't like to. Mm. Because they're too good. Anybody watching the new I'm a Celeb? People watching it? How's it doing in the ratings? It's getting a bit of coverage in the papers. Getting coverage in the Alexander household between now and Friday will once again be the Euro Millions because last night it was a £99 million jackpot and Vassas will not buy a ticket unless it's over £100 million. Nobody won it. Last night's an estimated jackpot. This Friday, £130 million. Well, there you go. Now I'm in the game. Now you're in the game. <laughs> I, I, saved, I saved my £2.50 yesterday. Very sensible of me. If you actually win, you could buy yourself a second tattoo. How many tattoos do you have? I have one tattoo. It's the Interflora logo on my right ankle. Now, of course, it's not <laughs> really it's not meant to be the Interflora not, logo. But it is definitely. However, <laughs> it basically looks almost exactly like it was meant to be this really hard yes. race I did in Greece, and they've the, the, the Spartathlon, and they've got this motto of the Greek messenger running in a circle. No, that's not a motto. Looks, that's a logo. Logo and. Um, <laughs> yes, the motto is in motto the from the Greek from the Greek word. Yes, in the footsteps of Philippides. Yeah. Anyway, that looks almost exactly like the Interflora logo, and that's what I've got on my right ankle. Right. So now um, mm. you can either a uh, keep trying to explain what that tattoo is to people for the rest of your life. B go and work for Interflora and say, look, at the yeah. issue, look, look, so how, look how committed I am to yeah. the company. <laughs> Uh, or C, you can go and work for MI5 because MI5 has given its spies the okay to have tattoos. Well, not before time, better late than never. Welcome to the party, MI5, because Daniel Craig, your James Bond, has had tattoos for ages. He's MI6, isn't he? MI6, James Bond. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't really know the difference anyway. I don't know why I brought this up. <laughs> now, MI5, also known as Green Ink. What do they tattoo people with, usually? Green ink. Yeah. Because if you get a letter from the real-life M, from MI5, who is in fact, in fact not M, it's C. So the head of MI5 is called C. And if you get a letter from C, it will be signed. The signature of the current C will sign their name in green ink. And Are you that's... allowed to tell us all of this? <laughs> yes, because I have a letter signed from the head of MI5 from C in green ink. Does it say stop telling people about us? It may well do that. <laughs> this all happened when they came onto the show. And I thought, because I've been talking a lot about um, espionage at the time, and I thought, they, they, they said, Look, if you really want to know about espionage, invite us onto the show. So we invited an actual spy onto the show and we had to put their voice through a vocoder. Um, and it was really exciting, you know. And the spy, an actual spy, came in accompanied by three other spies. It was a four spy day. I spy with something with my little eye, something beginning with FS for spies. It was very exciting. And I thought they'd come to give me the quiet tap on the shoulder because I thought the perfect cover is to be really well known and be out there, you know, um, you know, international man of no mystery. That's the mystery. 
You see? Double bluff. I know. Double like bluff. It. It, it doesn't work. If you, if you want it too much, it doesn't work. Well, maybe what maybe it was going to happen. Then they said, maybe, you know, that was a sort of uh, reverse interview. Yeah. That's pro- probably what it was. You know, they were checking out my body language. Would he be a good spy? He's committed to the cause. And then they sent me a letter. A few days later... Th- a letter comes and it's from MI5 because it says on the uh, on the postage, you know, the, the stamp, whatever yeah. it is. And um, you know I opened it and it just, said, it just said, thanks for the interview. That was it. <laughs> that was great. Went really well. Thanks a lot. We've had lots of interest. Because they were looking for a, yeah, a lot of people to work in, IT, work in IT at the time. Yeah. You know, anyway. Daniel Craig's got tattoos. That's the point. Uh, Daniel Craig has always been very secretive and private about his ink. One of Daniel Craig's most prominent tattoos sits on his right shoulder. You can't be that private about it. It's massive and it's on his right shoulder. Yeah, he's got it high. And he's constantly, like, taking Flexing. his shirt off <laughs> in films. Yes. A condor which has been done in the style of the famous and mysterious uh, NASCAR lines. He also letters has letters inked in various places on his body. The letter E on the inside of his left bicep stands for the name of his daughter, Ella. Whom he, I'm going to stop there because it's all private now. I'm not going to do that. But um, the inside of your bicep. Ow! Ow, 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 ow. ow. Yeah. Um, I mean, you had yours on the side of your shin? Is that right? Ankle. On the side of, yeah, on the side of It's where your shin meets your ankle, isn't it? Yeah. Shin bones connected to the ankle bone. Ankle bones connect to the shin bone. In between the shin and the ankle bones is the inflora tattoo. Mm. I, I said, how long is it going to take? Because I've got to take my, pick my daughter up from school. And he goes, it depends how well you can sit. So was it, I, I think I can sit I would, pretty well. I, see, I would imagine that isn't that painful with there, down there. It wasn't Com- that painful. Compared to the inside of the bicep. I d- I don't Where else would really hurt that we can talk it's, about? It's all bony, so maybe right on your hip bone. Well, there's the sits bone, isn't there? S-I-T-Z. <clears throat> Excuse me, the sits bone is what you sit on. And okay. if you have a particular issue with your fascia and your hamstrings, I know this, then that will transfer to your sits bone. Okay, and so don't get a tattoo on it if you're having well, issues. I don't know, I don't know. I, I had the most uh, number of acupuncture needles I've ever had at one time last week, which is 14. Um, would that help me with that tattoo thing? They don't hurt me at all. Um, they're not supposed to anyway, are they? Tattoos just feel like somebody's scraping your bones. Great! Happy, it, it happy breakfast, everyone. Happy. Doesn't actually make me, That actually made me feel <laughs> sick and I'm not even having my breakfast. Okay. <laughs> oh! That's a bit of a pop thunder. Ted Lasso's on the show on... I know, Jack, that was real, wasn't it? Could you tell? Jack's out there giggling away. That's very cool with his... The hat and beard look. It's very... Hat, beard and glasses. Very cool. He's maybe a spy. Oh. He's taking his hat off now. Just, cause, just to prove you've got mm. hair. All right, OK, enough. You're going to spare. Right, what else is going on? Um, we've done that. We, there's, lo- lo- there's loads of things going on. Ted Lasso's on the show on Friday. If you haven't watched Ted Lasso yet, why don't you watch all the episodes before he gets to the show? That is Jason Stekis on this show live on Friday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, big intro for Mel, please, if you don't mind, Vassal. She's a radio and TV superstar and magazine editor who lights up any airwaves. Her debut memoir, Illuminated Autism and All the Things I've Left Unsaid, is out tomorrow. So watch that graph as our audience spikes. It's Mel Sykes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Oh, Are you all right? I'm good. I'm I'm sorry about being late, but let's not talk about traffic because that's really boring. We started the show talking about traffic because the A40 was closed on the way. Okay, and please I don't continue. Late. I've got precious minutes and I want to talk to you about important things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, first of all, I have to apologise for not being particularly nice to you either. <laughs> what was the, the beginning of the sentence, yeah, though? It was, um, um, uh, although he wasn't harmful to me. Oh, not harmful. I don't think I said harmful. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Do you know what? What? I, I love you. Well, here's the thing, right? Thank you, but yeah. I, but I'm still going to apologise to you for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> Please don't. Right. But most importantly, because A, you are the easiest person to be nice to, so I'm so sorry. Oh, don't worry. B, because you are one of the brightest lights ever <laughs> ble- I've, that I've ever been blessed with in my life, and I really mean that. Don't just going to make me cry. C, but this is all true, Mel. 
see, I always thought we got on like a house on but fire. But we did. That's the thing we did. And I, I, we talked about this the other day. And I, the thing is, I, I was besotted with you. Right. And you were so busy. And I think when I was with you, we were very much together. And then when I, it was out of sight, out of mind. But I never stopped thinking about you. Can you believe I'm saying this on this show? <laughs> but I was, I was totally enamoured with you. I still am, darling. I still am. I, I love you to bits. I love you to bits. Good. I, I, re- I really do. And I'm, Thank I'm you. really really sorry for being a word I can't say on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, it's fine. You didn't hurt me. I was just, it was a heart thing. All right. Well, um, I do love you. Uh, and I, I I think we've always gotten like a house on fire. We always have. Uh, we do now. And I hope we always will. Yeah, we will. I, I really do. There's uh, no reason for uh, it to Your book is be. awesome. Thank you. It's awesome. It's so brave. Thank it was you. such a breathless read. You know, I started reading yesterday and I was thinking, you know, I thought my life, my life was a roller coaster ride and you were around for a lot of my life and I've been around for a lot of your life and long may that continue. Yeah. Your book screams to me, yeah. right? You don't have to be mad to have a crazy life, but sometimes it feels that way. And let's start at the end of the book, not the, towards the end of the book, when you have this midlife diagnosis of ADHD and autism, mm-hmm. um, which has become a new beginning for you. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. Yeah. How did that happen? Why did that happen? What have you learned from that? And then we'll go back, if oh, that's we, okay. Yeah, yeah, it totally is fine to do it that way. Um, I, I was working on trying to put together a documentary idea, a proposal for a documentary about autism and actually changing the narrative around autism because what is out there is completely wrong because the medical model is completely wrong. It isn't a deficiency. In fact, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's how I'm wired. It's how people are wired. It's how, how they see the world. There are neurodivergent people and there are neurotypical people. And people who are neurodivergent are autistic, ADHD. There's a whole umbrella of different conditions uh, that go with it and it's just that you think outside the box of what is mainstream what you should do we're programmed from the minute we get we were born to behave a certain way to to look a certain way and then you go to school and it's even more um so and then you go into the workplace and again you've got to behave a certain way and all your natural inclination is squashed so my diagnosis made me realise just who I actually am and what I've been hiding because it hasn't been required of me. It's not even been asked of me. Can you imagine being in broadcasting but people don't really want to know the true you? Is extraordinary. And what I was showing was a little bit and for seemingly that was enough. It's, <laughs> it's funny though because you say you were hiding it, which is unfair, I think, on yourself because it was hidden from you. Well, that's right. You weren't I... consciously hiding it. Exactly. And they call it masking. Um, but um, it's just so much more. It's just a, it's, you become a certain way due to exterior forces. And I no longer do that. I am the force. <laughs> I am my own force and I will operate in every which way I choose. I just had to remove myself from industries that, that don't take care of you, you know. And, and as a woman, if you, you know what it's like in the industry. If you ask for something, it's, you, you know, you're a diva or something. I never used to ask for anything apart from a glass of water yeah. or a peppermint tea. I, and often people ask on your behalf... Um, something that you didn't request in the first place. and But that that all comes... Unfortunately, that does come with the territory. Just briefly, um, you know, I know that you've stepped back from all this, but you are here today in a radio studio. Yeah, but that's because your you're here. Hang you're, on a I'm not talking to many Hang people. On a sec. Hang on a sec. That's Go not on. what I'm going to say. Okay. I'm going to say radio is different from telly. It is. Of course it is. Please I love come, radio. Please come and work here. What? That's what I was going to say. Don't be silly. What are you on about? We would love to have you to work here. What bringing you cups of tea? No, with your amazing, <laughs> vibrant energy on the on oh, the don't air. Don't ask me now. Don't ask. I mean, the thing is, but would there be a chance of you doing a radio show as opposed to a TV show? But, I mean, obviously, I like talking. I mean, talk, <laughs> communication is actually my greatest gift, you know. And um, and and I haven't used it in its full force yet. And I wanted to, I obviously want to do a podcast of some description. I've already got an idea of what I want to do about it. But yes, talking for a living is essentially what is my future, I presume, and writing as well. I don't want to, um, I don't really like being centred attention either. I'd rather be in conversation with people. Uh, Which people don't get, do they? Yeah, I'm much better. Like I used to say, I'm a great guest, but I'm a terrible host. Because I don't like... 
I don't, even when I did all those years with Alan on the other radio show, radio which you described, yeah, described yeah. it, is is that I never wanted to get us in and out of records. I never wanted to do the timekeeping. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can't do all that. That fries my nerves. But I'm very happy to sit here and tell me somebody to wind it up. I can handle being told to wind it up, but I would rather be in conversation. Which is why you, you were so happy and comfortable with Des and Mel. Yeah. Which was an amazing show. I was very lucky enough to be invited on this morning again yesterday because you never know when it's going to be your last time, do you? You know, and I always think that now. It's the opposite of how things used to be. <laughs> but, and I think that's good. That's healthy, you know. But Des and Mel was awesome and you were awesome on that show. And I know you don't want to go back to telly because it's not good for, 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 for you um, for you, your... can, I, can I just add quickly though it's not necessarily the environment either I'm just a really authentic person and show business is obviously fake it's a show yeah. and and my my being so grounded and so normal it just goes against my grain it actually hurts me to be in an environment that's fake I, know. I get it and when you're autistic you are in pursuit of the truth at all times and you don't find it in show business so if yeah sorry no 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 i i get all that but there are some shows like desma where you you could be like that paula grady who i know was and will always be in your heart forever yeah you know he was authentic in the in the middle of the madness you were authentic i hope that we're authentic on a daily yeah, or as yeah, authentic yeah. as we can be so it can be done and i think it can be done by men well, it's very difficult to be authentic as a woman, and especially me, because I can be very... Well, I'm just really honest, so it can be a bit close to the bone and a bit naughty sometimes and a bit sexy at times, and I can be a little bit like that, But and, and, and there's not many broadcasters that are all right with that. But your gift is like exactly what you say, and sometimes... I mean, it's different now, isn't it, with podcasts, I suppose, and with YouTube and with Instagram. You can still... You can do it to more people more often. Yeah. Um, can the... I just say this is a funny little bed you've got going underneath? I, what I, is that? I, I can't even hear it. Should it, we take it off? Oh, please, can you get it out of my ear? It's driving me nuts. Is that going out? Yes. Oh, crikey. Sorry, no offence. But it's really like... <laughs> I haven't, I haven't got like my headphones on. once upon a time. By the way, you, can take, Sykes. you can take your headphones off if you want. I, so, I like the sound of my own voice. Joke. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Okay. Shall, shall we... Oh, my so, God, I'm free from so the noise. The, the, the book is... It's, I had no idea. At Have you got of, a copy? Because I haven't got a copy. I've got loads of copies. Um, at the end of every chapter, I just wanted to go and finally give you a hug. Did you? Um, you have spent a lot of your life lonely, but not alone. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, when you're, I'm so, I don't know, I've just not found a tribe yet. Um, is it, gosh, I'm so emotional today. But I, I think it's now I know who I am, I'll be able to find the people that I want to be around. And I've had a lot of people use me to elevate themselves or use me for various reasons. And now I'm so, I mean, I've had, I mean, my T-shirt says awake. I am spiritually awake. I am so grounded and I am whole. So there's nothing anybody that can say or do that's going to affect me. I just have love for everybody, you know, and it's really, I feel I'm so happy. And I like my own company. I mean, back in the 90s, I had a little flat on in um, Notting Hillgate, and I never wanted to hang out in it. I wanted to be at the local pub all the time. I'd go and have a coffee and read my book in the yeah. pub because I couldn't sit on my own and Snap. be there. Right. Snap. Running away from myself. I, don't, I can't speak for you, but I was definitely running away from... But you've had you've been talking about Mark Wogan this morning, haven't you? Is yeah, Mark's been, in the building now. Is he? I yeah. haven't seen. Well, he's in the book because he was the only person around that time who said to me, you know, you, you, maybe you should stop drinking. Maybe you're drinking because you're depressed. And I just, I just used to be like, no, it's not. That's not me. That's not me. And it was me. And he could see it because he was knows. my only sober friend. Mark knows. It's he funny knows. the triangulation of of friendship because currently, you know, I'm with Mark a lot. Oh yeah. And I'm with Russell a lot. I don't know Russell, Russell Brand. Yeah, you do. Oh, well, yeah, Russell. Yeah, I, now you say second name. There's you, tons of Russells. And you you cite him as well, don't you, as oh, helping yeah. you on the path oh, to my God, yeah. where you needed to be, even though you, you were aware of it, because I think we all are deep down, yes. but you didn't want to acknowledge it. For Isn't it crazy that, you know, even though we know something is going to be good for us, and we know that all we have to do is stop doing most of the things that are bad for us. Mm -hmm. And stopping is easy because all you have to do is stop. Yeah, well, I mean, if it, I addiction is a different thing. But, mm -hmm. you know, yet we're reluctant to do it in case what? In case why? I, I gosh, I'll say, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I 
think to admit to pain is painful in itself. Does that make sense? Like, you want to just keep having the jolly and the joyful ride without actually touching base with what it is. And all these things are so deep-rooted and they start so early on, you can't remember the source, almost. And especially when you're in a business where you're required to smile all the time. Yeah all the time there's no space for it plus i'm not being funny chris in the 90s we were all being hacked as well we didn't even know we were being hacked but we must have felt that this was weird everybody knows where we're always going to be everybody's always outside and we knew it wasn't us telling anyone yeah we knew it wasn't (laughs) us and even just that that underlying um invasion even without us knowing we were feeling it because we're human and we feel things and so we and also the 90s were crazy and i love the 90s i have to say it was fun wasn't it Oh, it was the most fun. It was hilarious. I, mean, I can't remember most of it. No, but... I, I mean, I remember so much fun with you particularly and just like, you know, lunches would turn into dinners and then it would be like, forget about it. I remember the cellar at the Chancellor's over the road <laughs> going down to the cellar for a quick pack. It was so funny. Because the, the, only, the only pub that was... Sorry, the only place that was fuller than the TFI Friday Studios... On a Friday, it was the pub opposite <laughs> because everybody from TFR Friday, which was the fullest place in the world, then tried to fit in the pub, which was decidedly smaller than the studio of TFI yeah, Friday. Yeah, it was fun. And that's, oh my goodness. It was wild. That's, I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, now. it was that, wild. Was it was, fun. it was great you, fun. You said to me um, yesterday, day before yesterday when we talked, uh, you said, um, you know, the thing is, Chris, everybody wanted a piece of you at the time. Yeah, yeah, they did. You know, but it was the same for you because you were extraordinary. I mean, I was on the telly. But you were equally as recognisable and well known. I was on the telly as well, but I never see myself in those terms. I know you don't. I I just see myself as somebody who was doing a job. I've never, I've never, um, yeah. Like, you know, when you do a big silly intro like that for me, it makes me cringe because I don't (laughs) feel like this big thing because I'm not in just me and that's it. But reading your book, you know, I am reminded because I am your friend and I was with you a lot then. You know, your book reminded me of how famous we were how famous you were and you know all the stories that i didn't know about till i till i've read your book which and it's an amazing book thank you i, I just hope loads of people buy and read it i th- i hope so i think they will i um, think they will but the, the i mean you were ha- hounded or um followed a lot more than it, i was it never stopped though I mean, I'm 53 this year and it, it only really stopped when I said something about back. it. I, well, no, I mean, I'd step back. I've been trying to step back out of the industry for about five years and it's as hard one to, to, to let go of because it's financially, um, you know, I'm, I need to support my family. Um, but I managed to do it. But, you know, I, I there was photographers outside my house, you know, up until I was 50. You and know, you, it's insanity, really. And you talk about your boys, don't you, and the fact that from a very early age they didn't really want to walk next to their mum. Yeah. And who could blame them? No, it's awful. I mean, we, every day, every day we were papped. But um, it's not... It's important. I'm going to say this on your behalf. Go on. It's not a moaning memoir. Oh, no. It's just a statement of fact yeah. and what it's like, you know. And there are some, some really big laughs in this Good, book I'm as glad. well. Good, Thank you for no, saying that. It's really, honestly, it's, it's, it should be a film. I mean, it's like, and you can write a screenplay. I know you can. Well, I can, write, you, I can definitely write a screenplay yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you go to film conferences and all. I don't, I know, know, I don't even know what they're called. Yeah, no, I do. I do also. I mean, I study. I study all the time. I read. All, I've always read. I've always read. Um, but I study all the time. And um, there isn't anything I can't do. And I know that now. And I didn't know that before. I thought I was I was kind of rubbish at everything and didn't really know my worth. But I am an extremely creative person, and I love words, yeah. and I love imagery, and I love art, and I love I love performance, I love sport. I mean, you know, athletic. I I I, w- I could have been an athlete, like yeah. if because I, I understand. And that's another thing with an autistic mind is that you are monotropic, which means that you focus deeply on one thing. And if you're neuro- neurotypical, you tend to be polytropic, which is you you surface learn about a lot of things. But autistic people deep dive into a subject, which takes them onto another subject. So I have a lot of knowledge about a lot of things because I'm constantly learning and deep diving my entire life. There's so there's so much in there. She, I mean, Mel doesn't shy away from anything in this book. And um, I don't what know. you say at the beginning, which is, I think, it's really important. Um, you say, look, the, the, these, this is my take on what happened to me. Other people have other takes, and I don't have any argument with that. No, I don't. I don't have. I don't. You know, I won't cut that any short shrift. Uh, but this is this is what what I 
remember, what I recollect, what I'm reflecting on, which may be helpful to others, is mm. what you're basically saying. Oh, yeah. Which is why it's such a fantastic read. Um, the fun stuff, right? Um, you know, the first time you got on a, a first-class flight to Los Flipping Angeles, <laughs> and you're like, this is good fun. Because <laughs> it was great fun, wasn't it? Oh, my God. Why did you, tell everyone, why did you get to LA for the first well, time? Well, I, I, I got the Boddington's advert. Um, and Wait, I, and the casting story of that is also brilliant. Oh, yeah, well, I won't go into that. Because they thought you were putting the voice on. Yeah, they just didn't think I was the real, real deal. <laughs> I mean, everybody just laughed when I just did my northern accent. And they were like, sorry, where are you from? And I said, Manchester. And they were like, no. Because they had every the actresses, models queuing around the building to yeah. cast for that. Um, so some people were obviously pretending to be northern, and then I walk in. Anyway, um, so yes, I got the I got f flown out to LA for the first advert, and um, somebody got ill on the flight, yeah. and we had to do an emergency landing in Baffin Island, which is on on the edge of the Arctic Circle, <laughs> and we all had to get off the plane. Who, who else was on the plane? Simon Cowell was yeah. on the plane yeah. with um, Gary Barlow. Gary ba thank you. You've read my book, and I'm trying to pull out <laughs> memories. Um, yeah, Gary Barlow, and I didn't obviously know Simon then, I and I wasn't famous then, but I I, I just knew I knew Gary. Was you were about to be extremely famous. I was about to be famous, and I didn't really. I mean, I knew something was going to happen because all the girls that had done previous ads had had a smattering of of sort of, um, you know, they were in the papers and stuff. And I thought, I wonder what's going to happen. And then it was kind of crazy because yeah. within days, because it was at the cinema as well. I remember seeing the first advert on a big screen in a cinema, and it was just fantastic because the music and the the editing and the joke itself and. Class advert. Absolute advert. class. Man is so right about finding her tribe. She's just made me well up, says Val. <sighs> Stop it now. <sighs> I said exactly this when I met you before Christmas, that I found my tribe. I consequently find myself. As for being lonely, I'm never lonely when alone, but often lonely in a crowd. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. But you can you can work on that, and you can just still be you in the midst of a million people just having a wonderful time. Andrea Beckles, I got an ADHD diagnosis December 2021. I've had to build a new and small, carefully picked tribe. Mel can join mine if she likes. Oh, yes, thank well, you. Well, I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? You know, do you create a tribe? Do you become... if you Because, you know... To mitigate certain circumstances, um, you can't really be seen by other people if you haven't seen yourself and you're there in the first place. It doesn't excuse anything that happened, by the way, um, for, uh, to do with other people. But when you do see yourself, other people, you, you almost turn your own brightness up and people can see you more for who you are. Oh, well, that's it, yeah. And here's the thing. The people then who are not good for you run a mile mm -hmm. because they're scared of positive energy. I really, truly believe that. Oh, I, I think people have, yeah, been really terrified of my positive energy. And you become energy. a magnet for people who are good for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it, but also, you know, and this, the, the book is that when you are a shining light, people are drawn to you. And then when they're drawn to you, they actually become quite jealous because they they don't, well, they have it. They just don't can't find it in themselves. And if they hang around you for long enough, they think your light is theirs. Uh, that's right. They take ownership and then sometimes people want to dim it too because it yeah. makes them feel better. Tonya, at 50, I'm going through ASD, ADHD assessment now with my children. So much of what Melanie says uh, for herself, I recognise. Please thank her for bringing awareness to this. I mean, that's, oh. the, that's the importance of this book. It's called Illuminated. Um, do you feel illuminated? How do you feel today? What do you think you might do with the next, say, two, three, four, five years of your life? Well... Well, as, as I say in the book, I wrote it for me and I wrote it for you. And I wrote it to hit to help heal people. And I, I want to heal people. I want to talk about all the subjects that are in the book because it is has got lots and lots of different themes. It's not just obviously misogyny at work and all that. It's about, you know, medical cannabis. It's about um, domestic abuse. It's about all sorts of things and themes. And all I want to do is go and talk to and help people who are going through it. And the reason why... I've called it illuminated. Obviously, it's it, that is multi-layered too. Is that I found myself, and I've and I understand my worth and my light and my spiritual self and my energetic self, and and I'm I just want to go and share that and help people find theirs. That's my mission. That I will do that every day until the day that I die. That's it. And it's not about the way home. It's about home is the way, and home isn't where you live. It's who you are. Yeah, right. That's it the is. thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're all born with good hearts. We're born that way. We just need, we forget or we're told we can't, but we just have to hold it and know it and behave that way And because that's how we were born to be. I love Adam. 
Adam's great. <laughs> Adam's like, oh, finally, somebody who's being nice to her. Yeah, Adam. Looking after Adam, her. Adam, apart from we had our motorbike accident very early on. Did I you know. see that bit in the book? Yeah. But he is, he, he is just being, yeah, he's just solid, solid, good friend who I laugh till I cry with and cry with when I'm sad. And it's just, he's just amazing. And I love him to bits. Can we talk a bit about Paul? Oh, gosh. It's up to you. Only, oh, only to say that his death really, as as shocking as it's been and how it's been, is that he's very much part of my motivation now to live every day like it's my last. Because you've got to drink it in. You've got to drink in every breath because it's so beautiful to be here. And, and I, and I want to do that in the name of him. And be like him, because he, he, you know, you've got to lead by example, and he did, he, he, he did, and I, I just want to say, uh, now um, at the church, I was not great the other day, and one of the Sally Army ladies came over to me, and she said to me, Paul said, if anybody's struggling at this at the funeral, to go over and say that he loves you, and he's so happy that you're here, and that's Paul, and that's Paul. And that is what I want to be like because he was taking care of his congregation and, and and he wasn't there, but he was there. Do you know what I mean? So, of course, I cried even more. But what an amazing <laughs> thing to do to yeah. make sure that all your people are being looked after on the day of your funeral. That's it's an extraordinary thing. We're way over time. We're into Tim's show. Tim, oh, crap. thanks for lending Sorry. us some of your time. Um, do you want to say? It's just lovely. To, it's just lovely to meet you, Melanie. Lovely you are an to meet you too. Lovely to meet you too. Thank you, everybody, and thanks, Chris. Thank should you. We, should we go for coffee? Yes. Let's do it. All right, that's it from us. Back tomorrow with Peter Andre. Oh, I love Peter. <laughs> Peter Andre. I love Peter. Um, we'll get Mel to have a coffee. Uh, we'll sign her up for a show um, that she doesn't have to do ever again okay, in public uh, to do with people. Uh, <laughs> um, but the books, the book is un- unbelievable. Melanie Sykes, Thank Illuminated. You. It's out tomorrow. Autism and all the things I've left unsaid. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.